Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! No game. And now we're going to have a goalie action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Carmen from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Pandemic. We have a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now coming up for you. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, by our Alicia Next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up in the uh, first half hour of the show, uh, we will uh, go back to the year 1987 because uh, if you're watching Anything to do with Sportsnet or TSN over the course of the weekend. It was a heavy 87-influenced weekend. Uh, We'll provide you some positive news. There's so much focus. I mean, geez, if you watch CNN at night, it's relentless, nonstop uh, COVID-19 pandemic coverage. And we will have that here, too, on 630 Chat and on Global News throughout the course of the day. But there frankly there is some positive news uh, in Edmonton, so we'll briefly hit on that. We'll get to NHL today. Uh, Cody Jansen is pinch hitting for uh, Brendan Escott. He's back at the 630 Jet Studios. He'll have NHL today. A couple interesting notes in other leagues, not just in the National Hockey League. And then we'll get to our guests. We'll hear from NHL insider John Shannon today at 1235. Edmonton Oilers assistant coach Glenn Gullison, the man that uh, had the number one ranked power play in the National Hockey League when the pause occurred. And uh, host of Inside Sports. 
and uh, host of the Euler Radio Network pre- and post-game shows in 630 Chad. A man who many years ago produced this very show. Oilers now, Reed Wilkins. Bob Stoffer with you. Here is how you get hold of us. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree with their new smoke-friendly expansion, Embers. You must be 18-plus. Obviously, the River Cree not currently open. They'll be up and at them when they get the go-ahead to be up and at them, and we'll hit on that coming up. You can also text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter. At Oilers now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brent. Well, Brendan's not there today. So we got Cody Jansen back at the 630 Chad Studios. Cody, how do people get a hold of you? Well, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm there uh, at Janner31. All right, at Janner31. And you've also got another site that produces a fair amount of information as well? Yeah, I also help out running World Hockey Reports. We're on Twitter there uh, at World Hockey RPT. There we go. Let's get into uh, today's uh, top story, and really, it's a, it's a it's a retro look. So much uh, around the '87 Stanley Cup Final between the Edmonton Oilers, the Philadelphia Flyers, as well as uh, the Canada Cup in 1987 that was on TSN. Today's top story brought to you by Gray Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit GrayRockExteriors.ca. This is part of the issue that we're in dealing with right now. You know, we're now 60 plus days without any live uh, sports from uh, the likes of the, the NHL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. Heavy dose of 1987, and I'll be frank with you, 1987 was uh, one of my favorite years, um, and a lot of it had to do with the success of Edmonton teams in 1987. Uh, of course, the Oilers uh, went seven games with the Philadelphia Flyers. They were at the height of their uh, dynasty at that stage. They got pushed in Philly, to their credit, rallied three separate times uh, to win games in that series, but Edmonton ultimately won Game 7. A huge goal from Glenn Anderson put the game away in the final three minutes of the game. And for me, my favorite photo from that era is Wayne Gretzky handing the Stanley Cup championship to tr- uh, trophy to t- Steve Smith, and then Steve Smith trying to bolt away from the multitude of fans that uh, Northland Security allowed on the ice at that time. And just the sheer joy on Steve Smith's face on the heels a year earlier of being involved in the own goal uh, that saw Edmonton eliminated by Calgary in Game 7. It was an awesome moment, and it spoke volumes about Wayne Gretzky's character and who Wayne was, that the first guy that they gave the trophy to was not an overly experienced player. Usually what happens is you give it last year as an example, the first player that the St. Louis Blues captain Alex Petrangelo gave the Stanley Cup championship to was Jay Bomeister from Edmonton. So guy who'd played 16 years in the NHL at that stage. But that look on Steve Smith's face and the redemption that he surely was feeling, it's one of my favorite photos in, in a hockey period. Now, in 87, we had it going on. There was a lot happening in 1987 at that time. There was the Canada Cup. And this was in a time when Canada and Russia, uh, well, first of all, Russia was the Soviet Union. And even though things were starting to ease up a bit internationally and maybe unsettled a bit in terms of the traditional powerhouse that Russia had once been, they were still the Russians. And they had some awesome players. And they had the KLM line. 
Krutov, who was not an elite player in the National Hockey League, he was unbelievable in that series, along with Larionov and Makarov. And uh, Larionov is a player to this day that all the great Canadian players have an immense amount of respect for. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He didn't even get over it till the NHL until he was in his late 20s, early 30s. But uh, Canada got pushed and rallied from one nothing down on that series, ultimately won. So it was awesome to see that. 1987, the Edmonton Eskimos also won the Grey Cup in November. That was the year that Gizmo Williams returned the wide field goal uh, from Lance Chomack uh, for a touchdown. And uh, the Esk- so yeah, the Oilers winning the uh, Stanley Cup, Canada winning the Canada Cup, the Eskimos winning the Grey Cup. It was a big, big year in sport in this city. I mean, a lot of other players obviously involved in the 87 Canada Cup, including Grand Fuhr and Gold, Paul Coffey on defense, as well as Glenn Anderson, Mark Messier, and Wayne Gretzky up front. All right. Now, to some positive news for you on COVID-19. The uh, province, and you can check all this information out at Alberta Health Services. Yesterday, the province uh, releasing 934 tests done in Edmonton over a 24-hour period, zero positive tests, which means over the course of the last week, in the Edmonton zone, there have been five, roughly 5,000 tests done, somewhere between 49.50 and 50.50. Roughly 5,000 tests done for COVID, seven positive tests. There are 65 active cases of COVID uh, in Edmonton. Two people in ICU out of 150 ICU beds in Edmonton. There are nine people in Edmonton hospitals that have got COVID-19. There are 3,000 hospital beds. The province talked about the importance of flattening the curve. I don't know if anything says it more than that. I mean, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. I'm going to be really intrigued to see where we go moving forward here because obviously Red Deer North is looking pretty good. BC's looking good. Saskatchewan's looking good. Manitoba's looking good. Quebec continues to have significant challenges. They released their numbers today. There are now over 3,000 deaths in the province of Quebec, which is over 60% of the deaths in the country. Alberta, by the way, just in terms of deaths per million, Alberta's at like 26 uh, you know, deaths per million. They've got 117 deaths. Quebec is at 358 deaths per million, which is north of the number for the United States, for those of you that want to look down on the U.S. I mean, we're not out of the woods in Canada, but Western Canada is not looking too bad. And by the way, Alberta continues to test heavily, 42,000 tests per million for Alberta. B.C. testing at 20.5 thousand tests per million. That is a good thing. The very touchy subject for a lot of people out there right now. And uh, But I do think information is important, and I think that, Sometimes perspective is important. One of the smartest guys out there, um, a guy that uh, has a cult-like following. He is not right-wing nor left-wing. His name is Eric Weinstein, and I know that his Joe Rogan podcast that he did with him was one of the most uh, viewed uh, podcasts for Joe Rogan. Eric Weinstein said this yesterday. Now, remember, he is American. He's a Harvard-educated mathematician um, that works for the Thiel Group, which is one of the biggest uh, capital uh, companies uh, in the United States. Uh, Anyhow. Weinstein said, perhaps quarantine is easiest on those who enjoy being told how to upend every aspect of their lives through contradictory directives delivered with utter conviction conviction by self-interested lying incompetence. Maybe I'll get there, 
but I'm still having trouble accepting the program. There's a wide range of opinion out there. Some people say, nope, we just got to keep it locked down until there's absolutely zero COVID cases anywhere. I think most of us know that's not really going to be feasible. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily fully subscribe to uh, Weinstein's tweet yesterday. I don't necessarily think we're totally at the mercy of um, directives being delivered with utter conviction by self-interested lying incompetence. But that sentiment does exist out there maybe on the sort of freedom side. What I will tell you is there were some numbers that came out yesterday from Stats Canada, uh, federal uh, February through April, and it sort of talked about the challenges of uh, Canadian government employees versus private sector employees in the country. Um, 5.68% of uh, Canadian government employees uh, lost their jobs versus close to 22% across the country. Private sector employees lost their jobs. And Provincially in Alberta, 4.73% of government employees, uh, you know, ended up losing their jobs. In the private sector, again, around 22%. There's a lot of people out there hurting. There's a lot of people in the private sector that took significant cuts. They didn't lose their jobs, but they took significant cuts. And as a result, maybe some of those people see things different than the 94% of the public employees that still have their jobs right now. Of course, the public employees at the highest levels are setting the course moving forward. I'll be very interested to see what happens moving forward uh, in um, not just in Alberta, but across the country. And obviously that plays a factor into things like hockey. And I know we're all playing for a bigger prize right now other than sport, but the two are interrelated moving forward. So we'll keep an eye on that. So a couple things there to hit on. We'll get to NHL today. It is brought to you by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded program, merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, Cody Jansen. Cody? Well, Bob, uh, former Edmonton Oiler Eero Pacarinen has signed a three-year deal in his home country. Uh, the Finnish native will suit up for Yogurt in the KHL next season. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks announced that they've signed Edmonton product Brendan Gooley to a two-year contract. In 59 games, or any NHL games, Gooley's got four goals. Sticking in California, the LA Kings will be parting ways with his assistant GM Mike Fuda at the end of his contract. And as expected, the American Hockey League, they've cancelled the remainder of their season and playoffs today. This is the first time in 84 years that the Calder Cup won't get handed out. Then over in the Western Hockey League, they've confirmed that the Portland Winterhawks are looking for new owners after their current ones filed for bankruptcy last week. Yeah, and uh, the owner of the Portland Winterhawks is Bill Gallagher, who for many years a lot of people thought was one of the richest owners in the WHL. Uh, I'm going to have to look more into that story there. The number of years ago, back, and I know I've told this story, 2010 NHL draft, uh, the Florida Panthers took Bill Gallagher's son, Ben Gallagher, in the third round of the draft. And that was the same year that Brendan Gallagher was drafted in the fifth round by the Montreal Canadiens. Um, there may have been somebody I know uh, in Edmonton that was pushing for the Oilers to draft Brendan in the fourth round. Uh, they ended up taking a guy to the Quebec League who they never signed, did the Oilers and Steve Tambellini's group at that time. But anyhow, I, I got a chuckle when Ben Gallagher was signed because it was a total shock, or drafted by Florida. It was a total shock at that time. And the joke on the floor at the uh, draft was, 
they weren't drafting Ben Gallagher. They were drafting Bill Gallagher's involvement to get him potentially to buy into the Florida Panthers. I do not know what's going on with Portland. I was under the assumption that, uh, you know, Bill Gallagher would be a guy that would be worth anywhere from 800 to uh, 800 million to 1.3 to 1.5 billion at one point. Maybe that's no longer the case, but I found that story quite surprising uh, out of Portland. I will tell you, we'll have Scott Housen. He's the incoming uh, president of the American Hockey League. He'll be on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now, Euro Packerinen was a limited depth player. I think that's fair. He's basically a, you know, a 12, 13, 14 forward in the National Hockey League. He was a really really good guy to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Caden Gooley is Brendan Gooley's brother, and he is going to go in the first round of this year's NHL draft to start defenseman for the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Mitch is Texas and said, Bob, thanks for the numbers. I don't live in fear of COVID. I just want to understand where the sickness is in the province and the country. And again, over 900 tests, uh, according to the Alberta Health uh, Services site yesterday, done in Edmonton in a 24-hour range, not one positive test. That's probably a pretty good thing. A lot of you are uh, in health zones in Edmonton that have got, as an example, if you're out in Sherwood Park, you're out in the county of Strathcona, they have zero active cases right now. I think St. Albert has one active case of COVID. Uh, I'm in what's called Twin Brooks. There's two active cases in twin brooks right now so this sort of thing i think is frustrating to a lot of people out there who under realistically go if the job is to flatten the curve we have two people in icu and nine people in the hospital in the city have we not flattened the curve naturally what's going to happen is we are going to see slowly things open back up and there will be cases of covid that pop up it's going to be really intriguing to see sort of how the respective provinces deal with things uh, moving forward. And again, one more stat for you, just to throw it out there. Uh, the province of Alberta to date has had 117 deaths. The average age of the people that have passed away from COVID is 82 years of age. The last time you can get a life expectancy uh, by provinces in 2017. At that time, the average life expectancy in the province of Alberta was 80. Again, the average age of uh, death for COVID in the province right now is 82. It doesn't make it any easier for any of the families that have been directly affected by it, but perhaps it puts things a little bit in perspective. It'd be really intriguing to see how things are handled moving forward, both provincially and federally, because certainly Montreal, a city that's got over 1,800 deaths. Again, Edmonton's at 12 deaths. Montreal's over 1,800 deaths. They're in a different place right now dealing with things uh, than we are here in Edmonton. Let's go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And Elliot Friedman says, you know, uh, Bob, we had Elliot on the show. He's on every Friday, courtesy of the River Creek Resort Casino. Um, and he said that the NHL will reopen facilities as, at, as one, not one at a time. Well, I think people are confident that there's going to be some form of NHL this summer. I think also the challenges and the timelines are becoming much more focused. Like, for example, let's talk about what the NBA did today. They announced that 
team facilities could be open for small groups. And for example, Toronto, the Raptors, they announced they're going to open them for one shooter, basically, and one assistant coach at a time. Uh, but the NHL has made it very clear. The players have made it very clear. They don't want that unless they can all pretty much open together or a vast majority of them can open. They don't want... Uh, a competitive disadvantage where some teams can work out or some facilities can be open and others can't. So, you know, Bob, I, I think right now we're not looking at that option probably until June. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's kind of where we are. And, um, and so I think that everybody's kind of looking at things like at a later timeline. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.